joined in this segment by Chatham Mayor Dave Kimsey. Mayor Kimsey, uh, good morning to you. Everybody staying safe down in Chatham? Good morning, gentlemen. We are. Thank you. Yeah, the, the, the last we left you, there were so many loose ends with so many summer events in the balance in Chatham. Uh, obviously, the news hasn't been too good or too encouraging uh, from the governors. What what are you hearing? You know about some of the events in Chatham. Are they going to be able to be done or not? You know, we're we're at a spot right now. We we typically have a real nice Memorial Day service that's out on our square. Uh, that's been modified this year that we obviously we can't have a crowd sitting out on our square and gathering together. So uh, the VFW and the American Legion have put together uh, kind of a, a poppy display, small poppy display, ask the community to create some art, something to put down on our square around our memorial uh, and encouraging people to take a drive, a slow drive around the square on Memorial Day to still honor the day and recognize the day, uh, but creatively do it in a different way. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I imagine that that creative way is going to extend over to some of the other events that are going on. And I know you, you've got the homecoming coming in June and the Sweet Corn Festival in July that are on the calendar. You know, what, what's the balance or what are you hearing on that? Is that, that going to be a, any kind of a hope of having those this year? You know, we've, we've got smart organizations in Chatham, uh, and they're, they're very creative in what they do. Uh, so I'm going to let them make their announcements, let them announce how they want to handle certain things as, as time goes on. Uh, and still at this point, it seems like uh, rules change on a daily basis and thoughts and outlooks and models change uh, by the minute. Yeah, yeah, well, and I was going to say, I mean, the, the phase, uh, we could be into phase three by the end of this month in the central region, which would open up some more things, but still keep uh, groups uh, limited uh, to 10 and under. Uh, but then, you know, in phase four, we could see uh, larger groups, um, so that might allow for some more flexibility. But then there's also the possibility that if there's a, a, a widely available treatment for COVID-19, because it's either a vaccine or a widely available treatment, uh, that could usher us right into to phase five, for instance, which would lift the cap on yeah. everything, and you guys would be able to uh, not have any uh, worries about large gatherings. I'm sure people would still be cautious and, and exercise certain uh, guidelines. But uh, are you are you in in the organizations uh, you're familiar with with these with these um, uh, these gatherings these events? Are they monitoring that closely and uh, and getting things ready for if all of a sudden we can we can start having this stuff again? I think, uh, you know, these days everybody's watching closely with what the next rule is going to be or what the next restriction is going to be. Um, the organizations that are trying to plan at this point in time, they're like all the businesses that are trying to plan on when and how are they going to be able to reopen. You're um, looking for a lot of guidance to come out of the state who is, you know, setting the playbook for how this happens uh, and supposed to be issuing guidance into specific businesses or specific industries on what their restrictions or their new guidance is going to be when they reopen. Uh, but far too often what we find and, and what really adds to frustration on people is you get the guidance a day before you were supposed to be able to do something, which just delays you even further. Right. So those are making it really difficult to, uh, to plan ahead and try to get ahead of the curve on this, uh, the uncertainty and even the the inability to prepare for what you're going to need to do when your time ultimately rolls around is builds a lot of frustration in people. Chatham Mayor Dave Kimsey is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. And Mayor, uh, speaking of the frustration, what are you hearing from your business community in Chatham right now? It, it's a lot of that. We have uh, we we have a very 
uh, I say, a very intelligent business community. Uh, we spend time talking with them through our chamber and engaging with our chamber's executive board, trying to gather the information of what they're saying and what they need, um, and you know, utilize our ability to get that to our legislatures, to get that to the health departments, and get that into the state to you know influence some of these decisions that are being made. But it's it. it there's almost a wall at times, and it becomes very frustrating when when you can't get any commitment or notice or, <laughs> you know, even a date would help a lot of people. And I can understand the, the argument on, you know, we would have to follow medical statistics and, you know, hospital abilities and those things vary day to day. And obviously there's no control factor in that. Uh, but just the advance notice, and I think if people knew what a firm plan was and what they needed to do, to prepare their business to be ready to go day one, minute one, when it's their time, would provide a lot of relief for people. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, just give people hope and something to look forward to. They've got their goal. They've got their mindset going. Chatham Village President Dave Kemsey joins us with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Uh, the Illinois Municipal League, we talked with uh, Brad Cole earlier this week. Uh, he kind of laid out some of the things that uh, he's hearing from municipal leaders, and it sounds like uh, you're somewhat um, reiterating some of those concerns. Just the uh, the lack of clarity, um, advancing to the next stage, when's that going to be? Um, he also had, uh, had uh, talked about wanting to go backwards in the data, especially like when you look at uh, Sangamon County, for instance, and uh, in the central Illinois region that's laid out, uh, we're all green on all the gauges that the state's website has for all of this. Uh, but it's only to May 1st. It's not, you know, back to March 21st when this all really started. Um, where do you land on that uh, as, as a, a municipal leader here? Um, should we be taking that previous data into consideration? Should we be modifying these timelines moving forward? Or should we just take the, the executive order uh, as it is from the governor with, uh, as he said, possibly changing the playbook anytime he needs to? Well, I, I think we're, in, and I think you probably heard this from some of the representatives that you've spoken with here in the last day or two that are talking about what may actually come of the session that's about to uh, restart in Springfield. Uh, I, I think the greatest missed opportunity is for the legislature not to address the governor's executive orders in this way. And, and it's an opportunity to kind of solve for it on both sides of the argument that if you know, if you want the governor to continue to, you know, operate this from, you know, from the control as he's done under an emergency order, the legislature will be here and has the opportunity to put votes on such a bill that would allow that to continue and clarify all of the things and give him the tools that he needs to do to manage that in that capacity, you know, absent the court challenges and absent the local challenges that it had. If you don't want that to continue and you want the legislators to step in, you know, and, and take their role as one of the branches of government, have that vote. Everybody's coming here. Uh, as important as the budget is and as a municipal leader, it is critical that cities start to understand what the state is going to do with their allocations and our major funding sources, where they're going to come from, uh, as important as that is, nothing may be more important than addressing how the state is handling the pandemic response. 
We started to talk a little bit about funding uh, before the break. You know, what are you hearing as far as federal funds go for the village? Are, are, are you hearing anything like that or anything from the state coming to the village of Chatham? Uh, on the federal side right now, a village is the size of Chatham, um, outside of our emergency response gear, uh, the PPE that you hear often about, uh, and some of the modifications that we needed to make to be able to continue to operate you know, with our first responders and our critical workers through this time. Uh, currently, none of that is eligible for federal reimbursement, uh, or excuse me, only that is eligible for federal reimbursement. Uh, the CARES Act had provisions in that uh, for states and town, cities and uh, counties of certain sizes to access funding through the last CARES Act. The only ones in Illinois that qualify for that, obviously, is Chicago, Cook County, DuPage County, and I think there was another northern county that was big enough to hit the 2 million resident guideline to be able to access those funds. Uh, similar to how we were talking before the break, the state has the ability to access those funds and then allocate it back into smaller municipalities. Absent the budget and absent the guidance from the state, we don't know yet what or if that will look like. Dave, uh, when it comes to any possible future um, stimulus uh, that may happen uh, or any kind of uh, financial aid from Congress, um, what does the the village's uh, finances look like? Do you guys need assistance beyond what uh, whatever kind of COVID costs are going to be covered uh, if it's eligible? Are you guys in 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 need of uh, you know everybody's going to be taking a hit on revenue from sales taxes and so on? But uh, the, what's the picture look like for you guys? The uh, I mean the toughest thing to cope with and, and try to work through at this point in time is the way that municipalities and, and a lot of small units of government in Illinois are funded is through the state. Uh, we look at, you know, everybody sends their income taxes into the state, and then a portion of those on an annual basis are allocated back to individual units of government. Uh, and I'll take my moment here to plug completing the U.S. Census, especially if you're a Chatham resident, because all of those formulas that the state uses are always on a per capita basis. So the more accurate the count of your people in, the more appropriately and, and accurately you're funded. So this is, when it comes to income tax, the census count is the way that the money that Chatham residents are sending to the state on their income taxes gets back to be used in our community as opposed to elsewhere throughout the state. Uh, so for anybody, my2020census.gov. We've plugged that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but those, those are the, uh, most of the formulas in the funding that small towns rely on are all population-based. And the state, through its annual budgeting process, sets what the formula is going to be. So obviously in a state that's got income taxes that are going to be significantly lower, sales taxes that are significantly lower this year, and motor fuel taxes are substantially lower this year. Uh, that impacts everybody substantially on that. So, you know, you, you look at significant changes in your revenue from what we had last year to what we'll be doing with this year. And finally, Mayor, you know, to leave it on a happy note here in a little bit, uh, it was fun to talk to Fran Abbott at Scoop Du Jour there, a mutual friend of ours. And, uh, you know, hearing the fact that it was public demand that forced her to put her drive through window back open again or whatever. And I think that that's kind of the mood in the village, isn't it? Aren't they rallying behind these small businesses? 
this this has been the coolest aspect of the entire thing and and this is where i think towns like chatham really start to shine is you know is the support that everybody gives everybody else through these whole things we've got you know crowds of people led and organized by the jc's every night driving through town honking at the kids that are having a birthday that day you know just a a creative way to bring people joy Uh, I, i deal with a lot of the local bankers in chatham and to see the way that they have stepped up to support our community and in our local businesses you know it's it's extraordinary i i get calls from my bankers at 10 o'clock at night because they're still working because they're that committed to doing their part oh, to help everybody out cool. and the town sees it the same way the residents react in the same way so uh you know like you say if you if you look for the rainbow or the silver lining and everything the the spirit of the town really shows up in a moment like this mayor dave kimsey of chatham listen thank you so much anything you need from us just let us know okay thank you guys